again, everyone, and welcome inside another edition of the Adam Jones Podcast. No baseball isn't boring, and neither is this podcast. I'm Jerry Coleman. He's a former five-time All-Star on his way back to Baltimore this summer. We'll tell you more about that in our live podcast coming up at Soundstage July 27th. So you know one day where Adam's going to be around. But here we are in episode number 33, dedicated to Eddie Murray. We'll be joined by Orioles left fielder Austin Hayes. Looking forward to catching up with him and talking about what's going on with the Orioles right now who are playing great baseball after our widely successful interview with Ravens head coach John Harbaugh. A lot of great feedback on that, and that followed Eric DaCosta. Show me another podcast in town or around the country that's had the head coach of the Ravens and the Now, GA. now, now, I now, Jerry. Now, humble now, brag. Jerry. Relax, humble brag. Jerry. Relax, Jerry. 50 minutes with the head coach? Come on. I don't know about that. But that's what we do here. We bring you unique conversations. And we're going to talk briefly about the NBA Finals. Finally, Adam isn't wearing his Lakers shirt. He's abandoned him, much like LeBron and AD abandoned the Western Conference Finals. An embarrassing finish. We'll also talk about the wave. One of us likes it, the other doesn't. We will debate that without the judge, who's uh, dealing with a new baby boy. Congratulations to Judge Reggie Fugit. And we have a special letter for you, Adam. My uncle. I'm an uncle, baby. I'm You're uncle. an uncle. That's right. Uncle Adam will want to be a part of Socially Speaking because we have a letter that's dedicated solely towards him, and that will make this listener qualify for a Miss Shirley's gift card, as everyone does, for participating and rating our podcast in Socially Speaking. But let's begin by saying hello to our featured guest. He is the Orioles' left fielder. He's Austin Hayes. Austin, always great to speak with you. You always seemingly have a smile on your face whenever I see you on or off the field. So my first question is, how long until that smile goes away and you become a jaded veteran like Adam did after a few years in the big leagues? Uh, I don't know. I'm starting to get the wrinkles up around my eyes from smiling too much. So maybe you got to start cutting back on it. So I'll start looking too much older. <laughs> You're smiling hey, now. Um, yeah, I mean, smiling is good. Um, I re- re- obviously, you said in a recent article that your main focus this year is to be on the field more. And obviously it's shown you got up to a, you're off to a absolute terrific start offense, defense, running the bases. I watch a lot of games. Your intangibles are off or just through the roof. Continue doing what you're doing. Don't worry about me. Um, what has been the focus point? Has it been nutrition? Has it been body? Has it been the gym? Has it been, what has been your focus point? Me, it was the pool. That really got me off my feet, that able to keep me on my feet. Um, it's always little things that athletes need. What is your niche to this year's success and stand on the field between the lines? Uh, it started last year in the offseason. Um, I had talked to my agent, and he'd had this, you know, a trainer that he had worked with, and a lot of his focus was basically like mobility, movement-type exercises. So I know before I was a big weight room guy. I always wanted to lift heavy and just started to get a little bit older, started to get tighter, started to have some soft tissue stuff show up. And I was like, all right, let's focus more on movement and stretching. So that's a big part of what I do every day, like an hour's worth of stuff every day of just making sure my body's moving the right way and then making sure I'm communicating with the training staff. If I got something that I feel like it could turn into something, we attack it right away and just kind of knock it out before it becomes anything bigger than, than what it is opposed to what I used to do where it's like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'll just, you know, not say anything. And then it turns into something bigger than what it should be. 
So I think it's just a combination of those two things. Get it, get on something early when I start feeling it, make sure I do a good job of taking care of it and then just stretching, honestly, just stretching a lot. Do you think that's a hard part about, I mean, it's, it's like stripping the egos. Like, this is what I love to do. This is what I've been doing forever. And then, all right, look, this sports kicks my ass, okay? It's exhausting. It's a lot of lot of moving parts. I need the rest. Yeah. Is, is, that, is that like a, a humbling thing? They're like, okay, you know, I'm not as, okay, I'm not as limber as I used to be. We all have to take that into consideration and humble ourselves with that. But, you know, do you think that just, just getting older, knowing yourself, it's like, okay, I, I, got, I, I got it. Yeah. I think the year that I had to play – the whole season, almost the whole season with the hernia stuff that I had going on, I couldn't lift, but I was doing a lot of stretching and um, like mobility type exercises and then just some, some core stuff. And I ended up having one of the best months I've ever had in September. And I think that kind of showed me too, oh, well, I don't need to be able to, you know, squat 500 pounds and bench over 315 pounds. I can just make sure my body's moving the right way, make sure I'm explosive and I'm not losing a ton of weight during the season, make sure I'm eating good. If I'm doing those things, my body's going to be in a good place to be able to perform out there on the field. So I think I just started to realize that I can still hit the ball just as hard and far if I'm not bench pressing and doing cleans and stuff like that. Well, you got Jenny. You got on you you got Jenny. So let's yes. not talk about eating well. I, you don't eat well. Right. You eat fantastic 81 days out of the year. Where you you fill everyone I, I, in on who Jenny is. I brought her out here to Spain. Best. Yeah, our our food that we have in Baltimore is it, it's undefeated. That's one thing we've yeah, always girl. done incredibly well is our taking care of our food. Well, it makes you big and strong and also helps with your arm. Do you enjoy when players still try to test your arm and try and take that extra base and you're like, like Dikembe? Yeah, I mean, I'd rather them just not try. <laughs> I'd rather the third base coach or whoever hold them up, but um, I'm always ready to, to throw somebody out if they do want to go. This new left field, obviously you, you were there when you came up, you are playing all three. You playing right, you played all three. But you're primarily left fielder. The new adjustments, I mean, you're, you, to me, you play it the best. Obviously, with your, your arm plays well, plays yeah. the best with it. When you can play a little deeper because you can make up because you got good carry. I played catch with you a few times. Um, <laughs> it's like the adjustment when you know, like, if a ball's hit, I got to keep going opposed to it was that me. I, I love center field there because it was three hard steps. I ain't got it. Yeah. There, it's like, nah, it's like Detroit. Keep going. Um, how's that adjustment been? And I mean, again, you're the one who gets to play 81 games there and has the best, uh, best point of view. And it's, it's almost, I'm not going to say it's impossible. It's almost impossible for a left-handed hitter to hit a home run to the left of the bullpen and, uh, to the right of the foul pole where it jets out just a little bit, that stretch of, you know, straightaway left field to left center. It completely is – it just demoralizes left-handed hitters. Every time they crush a ball as good as they can possibly hit it, it's, you know, 105 at 30 degrees. It, it's caught every time. So you're basically zapping 
all the left-handed hitters' power when you want to throw something out over the plate and make them go the other way. Um, I mean, unless they're just trying to yank to hit homers to right center or right field, there's nothing they can do to left field unless they're just, like, taking a single over the infielder's head. So I think that's the biggest thing that I've noticed. The righties, you know, there's – righties can still hit homers over there, especially your big donkeys in the middle of the lineup. It's going to take some doubles and homers away, but I think the biggest difference it's made is with the left-handed hitters. I mean – you can see him when they're – I'm running in after I catch the third out and they're still it's like, base. Like, he was 30 <laughs> feet away from the wall, and that's all I got. You know, it's, it's impossible. Uh, that's uh, that's golden, man. True. It is true. I, I mean, only thing – only lefty I think can even probably do it would be Shohei. Otani, he, he put it to the test uh, not this year, the year before. He hit one. It was 106 at 30-something which, I mean, that's a poke. And I caught it at the front of the warning track. <laughs> and the wall is 13 feet tall, so it had to go another, like, I don't know, 18 feet? At least 35 to 40 feet to get to, it's yeah. Crazy. Uh, um, crazy. As, being a, as being a vet now, um, how is it, obviously, right now, Sid's on the, on the DL, uh, IL, I'm sorry, he'll be back soon. Um, how has that been with him over the years? I mean, you guys have just – you came up together. You guys have just known each other, been great friends throughout this whole process, getting your butts whooped. Now you guys are having success. How has it been with him just on-field communication, but as, a, as men, off-the-field communication? I mean, we've, we've learned how to, how to fail in the big leagues and, you know, have to go back to the minor leagues, figure things out, and – come back up and have to prove yourself and then we both kind of stuck at the same time there was no you know bouncing back and forth it was like all right now's our time we got to do it now or never and you know, we were able to to do that seemingly at the same time that's when he you know really took over center field full time and I just became uh, whichever corner spot Hyder needed me to play and we were just kind of learning learning our games in the big leagues like what do we need to focus on that's going to give us the most success up here and it was on a hundred lost team you know it's it's tough to do so uh we had some some good conversations in the dugout when it was 11 nothing in the third inning and it's like come on man keep going every one of these at bats matter like just keep pushing stay focused so we pushed each other a lot you know through those those tough years where we were out of a lot of games but now we've turned it around and we're in a position where those conversations are a lot different. It's like, come on right now. Like you're going to win the game right here. This is, this is about, that's going to do it for us. So uh, it's a lot of fun to, to see, you know, how far our games have come, but also the the conversations we have with each other in in the dugout, how different they are now because um, of the situation the team is in, um, which is, it's a lot more fun now than it ever was before. (laughs) Stick around. More to come with Orioles left fielder Austin Hayes here on the Adam Jones Podcast. But first, a word from our dedicated loyal sponsors. The Adam Jones Podcast with Adam Jones and Jerry Coleman will be live. And you can be part of the audience and meet Adam for the first time since he played for the O's. It all goes down on Thursday, July 27th at 8 p.m. Doors open at 7 and tickets are limited, but now on sale. Go to BaltimoreSoundstage.com or Ticketmaster.com or call 410-244-0057 to be a part of the action. This will be the first time Adam and Jerry have done the podcast in the same spot. And who knows, maybe the last. So don't miss this unique night. The Adam Jones Podcast, live 
at Soundstage July 27th. See you there. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Be More Around Town. Be More Around Town is reminding you that football season is around the corner. Hashtag Purple Road Trip. Be More Around Town's trips are all-inclusive. Airfare, hotel parties, special guest tours, and more. They're all ready for the Ravens game in London. They have over 300 deposits. Just pack your bags, get your passport, and meet them at the airport. Besides London calling, Be More Around Town also has road trips for all away games. Arizona, L.A., San Francisco, Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Cincy. Head to BeMoreAroundTown.com and find a hashtag purple road trip for you and your friends and family. Be more around town.com. Buy our good friends at the Weinman Company. Buy Hollywood Casino Perryville. For some, it's a game of chance, but for you, it's a game of choice. Hollywood and Barstool are bringing you more ways to bet in Maryland. Catch all the action in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville at the Barstool Sportsbook or bet online with the Barstool Sportsbook app. When you download the Barstool Sportsbook app, register and wager, you can get up to $1,000 bonus cash, plus up to $1,000 when you sign up and wager in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville. Play from anywhere and get up to $2,000. The choice is yours. Must be in the state of Maryland to wager and over 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. By Jack Daniels, two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, the number one cocktail in the world, is now available in a can. Yes, that's true. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, mixed with Coca-Cola or Coca-Cola Zero Sugar, are now both available in a can. Two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, ready to drink? Please drink responsibly. Whiskey specialty, 7% alcohol by volume. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, Lynchburg, Tennessee. By G-Leaf, medical cannabis only. Visit gleaf.com. Medical cannabis is for qualified Maryland patients only. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Royal Farms. Download the Royal Farms app from the Apple App Store or Google Play today. New Royal Farms Rewards members will get a free any size cup of Royal Farms award-winning coffee just for signing up. Royal Farms, real fresh, real fast. Man, sure smells like Royal Farms fried chicken. Best fast food fried chicken in America. You ever try it? Hey, you hungry? Royal Farms World Famous Chicken. If you haven't tried it, you don't know what you're missing. And a reminder, if you guys are enjoying this podcast, make sure to check out the Baltimore Banner at thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ to get started. Again, that's thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ to get six months of unlimited digital access for only a dollar. Now we're back with our conversation with Orioles left fielder Austin Hayes here on the Adam Jones podcast. I mean, there's so many strengths with this team. I don't know if you can identify just one. To me, it's a camaraderie, the way you guys get along. There's no sacred cow on the team. I've covered the Orioles for a long time where there's been guys on the team that maybe are unapproachable. You don't seem to have that inside your clubhouse. Obviously, everyone points to the bullpen. But what do you see as the overall strength of the Orioles? I think our pitching and defense is definitely the strength of the team. I think our offense is timely. We can get hot at times, but we're not going out there and blowing teams out 8-1 to one and, and giving our pitching staff a day off, day in and day out. Um, our, our bullpen is – they're getting used a lot. So um, pitching and defense is, is the strength of our team. That's what we ride or die on. And then we keep ourselves in the game and, and put some good at-bats together late. For some reason, it seems like we – Hit a lot better off late inning guys in the bullpen. <laughs> um, something that we did really well last year too. So um, yeah, just 
those those late inning close games and pitching and defense. That's, that's the strength of this team for whatever reason. I called you guys the band of bandits. I tweeted it out and just because obviously the closers coming into Omar, like we want to talk about a bandit, uh, but you guys, you guys, again, I, I've said this for the first, you can attest to it. Sometimes for the first six innings, where are we? The last three innings, we figure it out. Again, it's this, the game's not over until the fat lady sings. You get the last, I said the last, I'd say, I'd say probably the last 162 games, the, you guys have played the most competitive last three outs of any ball game every year. I mean, in the last year, nothing is given away. Even if you guys are losing, you're down, whatever, you're bringing the tie and run to the plate. It's, it's, the, it's the competitiveness that, that the fans love, that the people love, I love, everybody loves because it's like even, and you can probably attest to it too, even if you guys do lose the game, that even if you brought the guy up, you're like, damn, we had that game. You, you didn't lose, you, you find reason to be like, we should have won that game opposed to be like, yeah, you know, you know, excuses opposed to be like, all right, okay, okay. That situation right there, we got to be better in it. And that's what called adjustments. That's maturity. That's called, that's how you play winning baseball and winning attitude. And again, everything you said is winning baseball. You and said are the catalysts for winning baseball right now. And everybody is following you. You got Adley, obviously he gets the forefront and steals the, the thunder, but he's following you guys. He, you're not following him. He's following you guys. Yeah, I mean, everything you said there is a 100% spot on. Um, you know, we had conversations last year where we were actually were trying to figure that out. Like, why are our at-bats so much better in the late innings compared to what they are in the first five innings against a starter? Like, what are we doing differently? You know, because if we can make some type of adjustment to do more of that earlier in the game, <laughs> we'd win way more games. So that's uh, conversations we've had, you know, and uh, I don't know what it is. I think it's just the the competitive side. It's like the, the more your back feels against the wall and the, the closer the end of the game's getting, it just it raises you up a notch. And um, for some reason, our, our hitters are performing well in that, that situation, those scenarios right now. But, um, yeah, Seth and I just try to show up every day, put our work in go about things the right way. We know how quickly it can turn around, how quickly you can end up back in the minor league. So there's always that that little thought that's like, no, I don't have it completely figured out. I got to show up every day with something to learn, something to prove, um, something to show everybody. So I don't think we're quite to that <laughs> veteran status <laughs> like Cal uh, like Jonesy was when him and I first came up. But um, we just try to go about our business the right way and you know, lead by example and just make sure we're being as pro as we possibly can every day. And you have the right perspective because you guys were knocking at my door. You guys, it's never a forced one out, but you guys were knocking at my door, making everybody's clock. I was knocking at Jeremy Reed's door. Jeremy Reed was knocking at someone else's door. You got, again, you have a plethora of guys knocking at your door. So many guys were knocking at mine. It's like, that's what keeps you humble. That's, that's what I love about the game. It keeps you hungry every day because you know, in the minors, you can read it. It's tweets now. Rock is probably in the clubhouse like, ooh, did you hear about this guy? You know what I mean? So keep that mentality because that will keep you in the big leagues. It will keep you humble the entire time. Um, I want to shift things about, obviously, the grind of the game, but the relaxation of the game. Recent road trip, you guys out in Milwaukee, um, fishing. San Francisco, too. 
San, San Fran. Get around San Fran. Get around San Fran. Some good wins out there. Some really good wins. But I, San Fran is good Chinese food, some good places. But I like the relaxation of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, getting out there on the lake, getting out there fishing. I did that. I played a ball in Appleton. And I like that environment. So explain that to us. Just some of your uh, hobbies in the, in the off days when you're on the road. Yeah, first time uh, coming to Milwaukee this trip. So um, it was my first time going to San Fran also. So we got the Mark II off the list. We uh, – we got to go on a fishing charter yesterday. Keegan Aiken uh, got some family that's close to here, so he's got some family friends that had a had a charter, so they were able to take us out yesterday on Lake Michigan. So we were fishing for some steelhead, some rainbow trout, uh, some cohos, and it was very interesting because I've been offshore fishing um, in Florida. I got some friends that they live in Pontsilla there, and anytime they go deep sea they'll take me with them and it was very interesting to be fishing in a similar style of what you do offshore but in a lake like you got you know 12 rods out and you're running some on top water you're running some like 20 feet under the water but you're just running around in the middle of a lake with like offshore shimano rods <laughs> an interesting thought to me so it was it was cool we we killed them uh we think we were one short of our limit uh so we had a really good time there's four of us that went that's awesome now shift that to there's was the family dynamic where there was two now there's four how's that off day in baltimore when the wife definitely you know, no, it, it just it ain't no wife taking over. The baby's taking over. Changing diapers, the early diapers, the afternoon diapers, the nap, midday nap that you take with your wife. How how is that dynamic? Also, yeah, I, I used to do a lot more laying around and just kind of relaxing, and then maybe get dressed up and go have a nice dinner at night. But now, uh, it's a lot of like kids' TV shows and hanging out on the couch with them, go to the park, we're out in the sun, hanging out, and then come back for a nap. Sometimes, not every off day, but sometimes uh, we'll usually get a babysitter and the wife and I will go back to how it was when there was two of us instead of four. Make sure she's she's getting her time, show how much she's appreciated. So try to make sure we set some time aside for her on the off days, make sure she gets to get dressed up, go out, Right. They're like a human smart. being again. And smart very man. smart. And we should mention all the credit really does go to your wife in terms of the <laughs> yes, silent auction that you put together recently. Uh, tell us about how that went and what the cause was all about. Yeah, it went really well. Uh, all but one item was uh, was sold. So um, it was a, a really big success. Um, What's the one item that didn't get sold? Adam will purchase it. Uh, it was... Uh. It was my single batting glove. <laughs> there you go. Adam. Yeah. Hey, Adam I don't hey, why why the hell do you wear the top one? Most people wear the bottom one. Like, no, you're because. Opposite of Gary Gaetti, like No, it was uh, when I went to bun off Kluber like a month and a half ago, Ooh. that heater hit my finger and it like blew out the backside. So we were having uh, okay. to put uh, stereo strips on there and tape it. And they wanted me to make sure I kept it covered. So. Uh, I, I got a good Kluber story. I was trying to bun off him also, graze my knuckle. I'm bleeding underneath. I took my bladding glove off, showed the umpire 
it was my middle finger. So, of course, I bent these fingers back a little bit more as I got closer to him. And the skin was peeled off backwards. He was like, nope, no, it foul ball. They ended up striking out. I got tossed. I called him my mother a couple times. <laughs> you know, that's small screen. Stop buttoning off Kluber. Swing. He's just that yeah, that's right right. That sinker's just, that <laughs> is just so nasty. It moves so late. I was like, oh, there it's middle in. The next thing I know, it's destroying my finger. Oh, my God. And I want to talk about the charitable part because you're the 2022 Orioles representative for the Heart and Hustle. Um, I was a recipient of it a few times. Um, it's, it's a very dear award to me. And it shows that, you know, there's, it's just more to you than just the, the guy who's on the field who can do it, who can swing it. What does it mean to you as a, as a Hard and Hustle Award recipient for last year? Uh, it just means that I'm willing to, to step outside the game and, and things that are comfortable. You just show up to the field, you play the game, you go home. Um, it's, I think it just shows the willingness to do more outside of that and use some of the platforms and the people that, come along with the Orioles organization, the Orioles uniform, you get to use them to try to make a difference in somebody's life. Um, I know last year we were able to put together a scholarship for um, students in Baltimore. So uh, my wife and I read through all of the um, essays that people put in and, and told their stories. So uh, Fatima was our, our first ever winner. You know, her life story really touched us and um, we got to, Make sure we helped her out with uh, bold.org last year and, and uh, combining for a scholarship for her. Um, and then the Yes Foundation was something that my wife was really close with because uh, she used to babysit um, this girl, Maddie, growing up a lot. She was best friends with Sam's sister. And uh, Maddie, unfortunately, lost her battle with mental illness but she had started a foundation called Youth Emotional Support. So her mom, Rose, and her dad, Joe, took over Maddie's uh, foundation. And they've been doing a lot in our community back home. So we wanted to try to do something with them up here and use the, the Orioles organization to just um, help us with that. And now they're partnering with a, another uh, youth group up here called Terra Baltimore. So... It's really cool to see things like that come full circle where, you know, they were close family friends back home that uh, were doing something that was really great and we wanted to be a part of it. And now we get to see that uh, intertwine with our community in Baltimore and just somewhere they probably never would have gone if Sam and I wouldn't have been willing to step outside of our comfort zone of what we do at the field and, you know, try to just help them keep going with their passion and making a difference in kids' lives. So, um yeah, things so like that. That's what it means. Just, no, just it's willingness a to step outside of your lane, you know? Yep. A great cause and terrific way to utilize your platform in the proper way. All right, we're going to debate this. This is my final question. I know you've been waiting for me to say that. Adam still has one. We're going to debate this a little later in the show. So let's get your two cents right now. The wave. I mean, the wave began before you were in high school, and we're seeing it still at Camden Yards. Born. It annoys me. It's a distraction for me from the game. How do you feel about the wave? The wave's great. Oh, come on, Austin. The wave is great. It's a wave. There are moments in the game where it just gets dead. The, the fans get dead. It gets quiet. But they start standing up. They're spilling their beer. They're throwing stuff in the air. It gets them going again. It gets the, the stadium lively. Then they start putting something on the jumbo board. They get them chanting. It gets them riled back up. Yes. That's what, that's what I'm talking do. about. 
That's right, why you got Mr. Splash now. That's what Mr. Now. Splash is for to energize the crowd. We don't have Mr. We don't have Mr. Splash when we're on defense. Well, that's true. That's the wave, the wave really inspires you to play harder defense. This is breaking news. No, but it gets the umpires in the game. It, it starts getting <laughs> loud. They're like, oh, they're a close call. They punch them out on strike three because they feel the energy of the stadium. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> hey, Jerry's the get-off-my-lawn guy, so don't don't worry about him. 40 years Final of the question. wave is enough for me. I'd like to see it yeah. roll out like a tsunami. No. <laughs> Final question. Are you truly pissed when you strike out, when you get out? When you walk back to the dugout, you look like a 90s – attitude era wrestler like mother <laughs> uh yeah yeah i try to keep my composure as much as i can uh, i don't know how well i do at it but i i try my best but yeah there's definitely strikeouts too strikeouts just they get me and i hate them man in scoring position oh, come on just put it in play second third less than two outs you, three two count you chase ball four oh Ooh. pop up the worst the worst. Oh. Pop out to the catcher. You're just watching your life end right in front of you. Like, oh, no. oh, man. All right. Get back to your day, man. Continue. Yep. And, and go, everyone go out and vote for uh, Austin Hayes to be a member of the All-Star team. Well-deserved. Uh, you got our vote. We can vote multiple times, too. There's no limit on the ballots. Austin, do appreciate your time. Thanks for being here. Thank yeah, you, man. You're very welcome. No problem. Thanks All for right. having me on. Continue to grind. Well, that was very interesting, Adam, because there's another guy who's been on the podcast whose paths you crossed early mm -hmm. in his career, late in your career. Yep. Uh, any memories that stand out first time you met Austin Hayes? Yeah, he's knocking on my damn door. Like I said, I didn't want to say he was pushing me out because I was still on my grind. But every every other report, because I got the reports of the minor leaguers, especially the outfielders, and you see her, Hayes, Mullins, Hayes, Mullins, these guys coming up. And I'm like, well, damn, okay. What's And then Buck just here, Hayes, Mullins, and AAA. I'm like, hey, we are, we're doing this, but Duquette, hey, we, uh, we're trying to move. We might move you right. These dudes can play. Hey, that's part of the game. I came up. It, it, that, that's what keeps you hungry. That's what kept me hungry. Um, and to see him and Cedric, like he said, to see them battle through the, the terrible years to the great years, that reminds me of me and Marcakis battling through. We didn't grow up in the minors together, but we came. We were in the big leagues together when we were just getting our just teeth kicked in to win, we had some success. So it, it, to see the, just, just the maturation from, you know, again, from the, the, the rookie to the father of two with, and, and hopefully we can, he keeps continuing to grind and we can get him to that all-star game uh, and, and beyond. There's, it's just, that's the, that's baseball. You look at, you know, every year to year, it's a, it's a grind every you, year to year, no matter what, anything can happen. And He's uh he's, he's has the right formula of somebody's on my ass. I need to keep it hot. Well, let's keep it moving here on the Adam Jones podcast. And right now we go, well, beyond Baltimore. And we can talk about the NBA finals, and we will briefly here, because of the fact that they're going back to Miami and then they're going back to Denver. The Lakers are gone. I had the Celtics, they were gone. I had the Bucks before that, they're gone. So now I'm a Nuggets fan. <laughs> You're allowed to change. It's okay. Hey, ride with whoever you want to ride with. I'm sure the fan bases appreciate more bandwagon people and the market appreciates the merchandise. Uh, your thoughts on the finals and the way things have gone. Obviously, they continue as this podcast continues. I have the Nuggets now winning in six or seven. 
Uh, I mean, I think the biggest thing about it is that the stage, the world stage, is really getting to see Jokic. They're getting to see him play. I mean, Denver does not get primetime games uh, throughout the regular season unless they're playing the Lakers, um, the Clippers, maybe the East Coast. But they are not a primetime team just because the market and the Lakers take up the time slots and the Warriors. But I think everybody's right now is getting to see how unbelievable he is. Again, Joel Embiid won the MVP. Jokic won the last two. You can't argue Embiid was the MVP this year. They're both unbelievable. You can't argue it. But a lot more people got to see who vote, got to see Embiid play a lot more just because sheer time. I'm not staying up in East Coast. I'm not staying up too late to watch the games. I'm tired. It just is what it is. 11, 12 o'clock is what it is. I'm tired. But the world's getting to see Jokic play. And also, everybody's getting to see how tough of a SOB Jimmy Butler is. Yeah. And it, it's just two teams with unbelievable will. They're not – I mean, again, you can say star power with those two names, but beyond that, those guys are just – they have a bunch of guys who just grind it out and make tough shots, play tough defense, make it hell and miserable for the, everybody around them. And – this is why you. This is why you watch the game. This is what you want out of out of basketball or any sport. You want a competitive uh, finals, and right now we have it. I I got to go in seven. I don't care what you say. I got to go in seven just because oh, yeah, I think it should that. go seven. It needs to go seven. It just needs to go seven just because of how how hard fought and competitive it is. Yeah, we'll talk more about it next week. I would make the debate that Jokic deserved the MVP during the regular season, but I understand you get buried in the mountain time, so that happens. All right, we can debate that all day, but instead... You just won two. A, I understand there's room for three. But nah, speaking hey, Mike. Debates, speak, well, again, we could talk about it when he's up for the hey, award Mike. next week, when he's about to win the MVP of the finals. So hey, we'll get there at some point. It's the Jerry versus Jonesy debate. Now, speaking of debates, it's been a while since we've had a Jerry versus Jones debate, but it's about time we brought it back. And we know that one of our biggest sponsors, our friend Dennis Wyman, loves it when we argue and debate. And yeah. fight each other. Unfortunately, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, we're without the judge today, Reggie Fugit. He's dealing well with family, family first. And uh, well, he's a daddy and you're an uncle, as you said. But we got talking off the podcast and I saw a tweet which I put out on behalf of the podcast, mm -hmm. defaming the wave, okay? The yeah, wave is yeah. old. It's tiresome. Oh, it goes back to the 80s. I was having an 80s flashback. I was at a game with Reggie a few weeks ago. Shoei Otani and the Angels are in town, and the wave begins, and Reggie asked me if I'm going to get up and participate. Hell no. No, I'm not there for that. I'm there to see the baseball game, okay? To me, it's a distraction, actually disturbing and pathetic that it's still around here in 2023. It's a distraction from the baseball game. I don't know how you feel about it, having played with it, but when you're at the plate, is it better than when you're in the outfield? And, and why do you enjoy it so much? Why do you embrace it? Because you liked it when you were 12? Well, first off, you're like how you described the wave, you described – Jerry Cohen, old, I don't know how to outdated, that. old, outdated, eighties. That's how. That's you. You described yourself. Okay, okay. I'll take All right. that. You described. You have to. Understand I'll take it as a compliment. To me, to me, I'm again. I'm I, I'm I'm younger than you, so therefore, the, the wave when I came into the ballparks as a, as a teenager, the wave was legit. Like, what are they doing? Like, oh, everybody's going crazy. Then I become a, a professional athlete and. 
I get to be involved with the wave. I'll be at center field. I'm telling you, you can go. I'm not sure how much video it is out there, but there's videos of everything. And you can see the waves home and road. I'm watching it. I see it going up hey, every single time I go with it because I think it's awesome. Fans think it's awesome. Just me. It gets the fans going. It can get a rally going. You never know. Um, it's just one of those things that as I get it to me, um, it's a unique vantage point to see just a big row. It's like dominoes, a big row, just keep going. You know what I mean? Like dominoes falling, just sit down. Yeah. It's from my vantage point and sitting in center field, it was always like amazing. Again, as a fan growing up as a kid, it was amazing to join it, being able to join it just briefly, obviously as a center fielder. It was great, but just seeing just the cohesiveness of it was amazing. But the best part to me was when I'm on the bench and I can hear the person trying to fire start it, though. He's like, the lady, it's been plenty of women, too, which has been great. They'd be like, let's go. And they're like, come on, just talking crap to all the people who don't want to participate. Like, it to me, it's part of – It's you want to talk about you're there to enjoy the game. You're also there right. to enjoy fan participation. So what? You only going to clap it? So okay, if there's if there's a big home run, are you going to high five the guy next to you, or are you just going to sit there and just clap boringly? Or are you going to be like, yeah, yeah? That's the wave, and it's a cohesive show of the hell if I know. <laughs> really, there's I mean, got to be an end to it. It's, it's a wave. We're, we're forty no, years man, into this. Keep thing. the wave. Just keep the wave going. I don't know who started the wave. Uh, it probably was some probably was some people similar who started that damn cup thing that keeps going up. I think that's awesome also. Um, especially at Camden, they can probably go to the second deck if they got enough. They you got know the I mean? splash zone at Camden. But you don't need splash the zone too. They need more. No, splash zone is something unique. The wave is to all 30. Splash zone is for Baltimore. Um, and it's gonna come in handy because it's hot. It's about to start getting warm out there. So uh, hopefully there's a lot of extra base hits and people can get wet and lab it up. And they might need to uh, put a little more power so that it extends because some people that maybe not paid the extra money going to be like, damn, can you just throw a little bit more water on me? Well, we've heard from you. We heard what Austin Hayes have to, had to say about it as well. I guess you guys embrace it out there in the outfield. I'd like to see the wave move away like a tsunami out of town. You know, just wash oh, the wave. come on. No, and never to be it. seen again because, no. to me, it's a distraction from the baseball game itself. It's like, okay, the baseball game's not interesting enough for you. What's a distraction? You sit Watch up, the game. You Stay you, in your seat. Okay, watch know. the game until, until someone does something positive. I'm more of a distraction than some person getting in front of you and blocking your view for that pitch. That's more of a distraction. Yeah. Right, this is right not a distraction. Stand, standing up and be like, yeah. That's more exciting. But again, how you describe it first is how you describe Jerry Coleman. It's a generational thing. I think we'll agree on that. A bore. Move along. A right. bore. Let's uh, head to socially speaking right now, which isn't a bore. And wow, we got a doozy this week as we put mm -hmm. a bow and tie on this bad boy with a fascinating addition. This is where we answer a tweet or social media post this week and arrive in the form of a tweet and then an email. And you can email us, theadamjonespod at gmail.com. If you're unable to get on social media, you think it's accessible like most people, theadamjonespod at gmail.com. That's our official email. Our correspondence comes from the guy named Bowman. He's at Ravens23David, and he writes, Hi, Jerry. 
First off, I love the podcast. I've been a listener since day one. Thank you for replying to my Twitter message with your email address. I have a funny Adam Jones story. Well, funny to our family, anyhow. This story in no way disparages Adam about autographs, meeting fans, etc. I had explained to my daughter that baseball players are working, and we're at their workplace and have to respect that. So he moved to Tucson, Arizona in July of 2019 after spending his entire life in Birdland. When Adam signed with the Diamondbacks, he was elated. Always his favorite player during his tenure in Beemore. One day he goes out to a Diamondbacks game in Phoenix with his daughter, who was six at the time. Decided to dress up in their Orioles gear, make an effort to get an autograph and talk to Adam before the game. They arrived early, got a great spot in front while the players were performing their warm-ups. We saw Adam calling out and waving to him in order to get his attention for quite a long time. My daughter had a baseball for him to sign when the players completed their warm-ups and it was time to go to our seats. Adam ran into the dugout. My daughter, <laughs> if, uh, I feel like I'm reading a Casey Kasem letter. That's a outdated <laughs> reference, know, by the exactly. way. Exactly. I know Casey yeah. Kasem, saved by the bell. My daughter oh, broke down and cried. She, and I shouldn't be laughing at this, but she kept saying he was our yeah. friend. We were supposed to meet him at the game. She repeatedly said, if he's our friend, why didn't he come over? And he had to explain to her that they didn't personally know you. They were fans of his, just hoping to get your attention. I'm trying to shorten this letter for the audience. Took a while mm -hmm. to get her to understand, but it's a story that they laugh about now. And he attached the photo that if you're watching our YouTube version, you can see of you and him at a Ravens tailgate in 2012. He ends by saying, keep up the good work on the podcast. It's terrific. And thank you, David Bennett, for that email. Do you remember any of that? I don't personally remember the, in the eyes of that incident, but I will just say we all as athletes or individuals have douchebag moments. Yep. Probably, I probably would say that slap dick moments. That's one of my favorite terms. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe this is one of them where, you know, how easy is it to just go over there? But 2019, I don't think I was too happy with the black and orange. Um, so if I seen it, it was kind of like red. But no, this I think to me is, is, is a simple case in point of one of the douchebag moments athletes go through. This is easy to do. Go sign. This is easy to take a picture with the girl. It's I obviously, um, if I mean, if, if I think if you're in a different uniform and someone shows up in your former uniform, that probably means that they liked you previously. Yeah, bastard. They're loyal. So I, they're loyal. I, I think this is probably one of those douchebag moments of, of my uh, of my career. So, but he 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 said we met at previously, so probably in good graces early. And then he'd probably tell his daughter that, you know, and she yelled her. Hopefully he was like, yeah, you know, it's something different. But probably I would just, just say this is probably one of those douchebag moments of my career where I could have easily just simply just been like, well, there's the only damn Orioles jersey around. Duh. Like, simply I would really throw, like, you know, throughout the 19th season, I would throw balls out to when I seen Orioles fans on the road or whatever. I would throw balls, especially at AL Parks. They knew I would come. I would throw ball sort of fans. This, again, this, I think, is just one of those douchebag moments that athletes go through where they could have easily been uh, avoided, especially I've seen it before with a you. kid in general. Yeah, yeah, it won't be the last time either with you. No, All for right. sure it won't. We'll end it on that. We want to thank our loyal and dedicated sponsors for making this podcast possible. Adam loves you out there. He's not going to be a prima donna with you. So support our sponsors. 
The Adam Jones Podcast with Adam Jones and Jerry Coleman will be live, and you can be part of the audience and meet Adam for the first time since he played for the O's. It all goes down on Thursday, July 27th at 8 p.m. Doors open at 7, and tickets are limited, but now on sale. Go to BaltimoreSoundstage.com or Ticketmaster.com or call 410-244-0057 to be a part of the action. This will be the first time Adam and Jerry have done the podcast in the same spot, and who knows, maybe the last. So don't miss this unique night. The Adam Jones Podcast, live at Soundstage, July 27th. See you there. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Be More Around Town. Be More Around Town is reminding you that football season is around the corner. Hashtag Purple Road Trip. Be More Around Town's trips are all-inclusive. Airfare, hotel parties, special guest tours, and more. They're all ready for the Ravens game in London. They have over 300 deposits. Just pack your bags, get your passport, and meet them at the airport. Besides London Calling, Be More Around Town also has road trips for all away games. Arizona, L.A., San Francisco, Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Cincy. Head to BeMoreAroundTown.com and find a hashtag purple road trip for you and your friends and family. Be more By our good friends at the Weinman Company. By Hollywood Casino Perryville. For some, it's a game of chance, but for you, it's a game of choice. Hollywood and Barstool are bringing you more ways to bet in Maryland. Catch all the action in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville at the Barstool Sportsbook or bet online with the Barstool Sportsbook app. When you download the Barstool Sportsbook app, register and wager, you can get up to $1,000 bonus cash, plus up to $1,000 when you sign up and wager in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville. Play from anywhere and get up to $2,000. The choice is yours. Must be in the state of Maryland to wager and over 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. By Jack Daniels, two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, the number one cocktail in the world, is now available in a can. Yes, that's true. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, mixed with Coca-Cola or Coca-Cola Zero Sugar, are now both available in a can. Two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, ready to drink? Please drink responsibly. Whiskey specialty, 7% alcohol by volume. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, Lynchburg, Tennessee. By G-Leaf, medical cannabis only. Visit gleaf.com. Medical cannabis is for qualified Maryland patients only. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by... Royal Farms. Download the Royal Farms app from the Apple App Store or Google Play today. New Royal Farms Rewards members will get a free any size cup of Royal Farms award-winning coffee just for signing up. Royal Farms, real fresh, real fast. Man, sure smells like Royal Farms fried chicken. Best fast food fried chicken in America. You ever try it? Hey, you hungry? Royal Farms World Famous Chicken. If you haven't tried it, you don't know what you're missing. And a reminder, if you guys are enjoying this podcast, make sure to check out the Baltimore Banner at thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ to get started. Again, that's thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ to get six months of unlimited digital access for only a dollar. Also, much gratitude to our senior executive producer, a man of few words, except if you're on a Zoom call with him. He's Chip Franklin doing a great job putting this episode <laughs> together. Go out, get your tickets for July 27th. We'll be live at the Soundstage in Baltimore one night only. The Orioles are off that night. Until then, be kind, be real, and be back next week. And Remember, apply sunscreen, and we'll see you for another edition. Number 34 of the Adam Jones Podcast. See you next week.